Uh, hi, we've got a special feature for y'all today. Uh, I've got a guest here. Uh, this is Jocelyn. Hello. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi. Uh, Jocelyn has a really funny story about the title in question today that makes me laugh. And rather than paraphrase it, I thought I would just get her to tell it directly because that's way cooler. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Uh, Link's Awakening was probably like the third video game I ever played um, because we weren't allowed to play video games when I was younger so I got a Game Boy when I got a little bit older um, and I was so into Link's Awakening it was like my favorite game um, and there's there's part uh, I must have been like eight or nine right um, and there's there's a part of it where you beat a dungeon and you come out and uh, there's all of a sudden, like, really spooky sounds, and a ghost starts following you around. Um, and eventually, you, you go figure out what the ghost is. Um, but as an eight- or nine-year-old, uh, I was um, really into the story of Link's Awakening and also really, really scared of ghosts. Uh, so when I came out of that dungeon, um, the ghost appeared, and I sort of shrieked and dropped my Game Boy. Uh, and then the way that it works is the ghost kind of, <laughs> kind of fades in and out. Um, so I kept playing for a little bit and it faded back in and I screamed again. And then I think the third time it happened, I just turned off my game because I decided that my Game Boy was haunted and like this cartridge <laughs> was cursed and I just couldn't do it anymore. So I just turned the Game Boy off and did not go back to Link's Awakening for like six months, at which point I was like, that ghost is probably gone now. Um, when the ghost wasn't gone, it occurred to me that it might be a plot in the game. <laughs> and that, as far as I can tell, turned out to be true. Uh, so that <laughs> I can't wait for the Switch port <laughs> so I can throw my Switch across the room when I see the ghost. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> thank you very much. Absolutely. Hey guys, uh, it's the complete guide to Koholand. I'm Ryan. Then it's Zach. And it's Zach. Uh, today we're talking about tile G16. Uh, G16 is a house by the bay. Yes, kind of. It's a little ways from the bay, but it's not really close to... Doesn't you the could game call it a house by the I think the game refers to it as the house by the bay. My, I think the game does call it the house by the bay. Even it's not, it's not really. It's, you know, it's really closer to the shore. Let's back up. Okay. You finish Angler's Tunnel. And you have been told uh, bay. The voice is telling you that the next thing is at the bay. You start walking around Hyrule. What? No. What? <laughs> Let's back up. He starts walking let's, around. Let's back up. Let's back up. Koholint Island. Yeah. And <laughs> um, this thing is following you. It's a ghost. This ghost. It's a ghost. And it's a cute ghost. It's like a. It's like, it looks like a guinea, but like not quite the same sprite. Yeah, it has two eyes. Um, and a mournful mouth. Yeah. And it talks. And it's whiny. Yeah. Complains. Uh, I don't have any of the text from when it complains, but it basically very much informs you that it wants you to take it somewhere. Yeah, I think it says, take me to my house. Yeah. Um, 
and so if you try uh, and go if you oh, tr- here. if you try to go like to the next part of the quest, he prevents you from doing that. Yes, he won't let you go into the next dungeon yeah. if you find the next dungeon. Right. Um, so you uh, have to take him to this tile G16. What were we going to say? Uh, I found what he says. His like The only hint that you get from him is the house. Take me. The house at the bay. Okay, he's the guy that's calling it the house by the bay. I think the map also calls it that. Sorry, maybe. I stepped way away from the microphone when I said that just now. <laughs> we're good. Anyways. Um, yeah, you take him there. You have to take him here. You have to take him to the house by the bay. Um, you take him there, and he says in his uh, heavily, like... He has a lot of ellipses. A lot of elliptical chat here. Uh, here, enter my house. Uh, and you can get to this house earlier in the game. That's the the, yeah. the the bigger takeaway here. You only need to have the bracelet to get here. Right, right. Um, and you go into this house without him, and it's just a run-down house. The lights are out you have to there's a torch you can holes in the floor holes in the floor there's a there's a torch you can light but there's nothing in here yeah yeah and but you come back here when you have the ghost and he gets inside and he says nostalgia unchanged boohoo and then he says enough cemetery take me to my grave now i'm looking at the text dump and in the text dump Cemetery is spelled wrong. That makes sense because it shows up wrong in my notes here, and I definitely transcribed it correctly. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, it's kind of interesting that he says the house is unchanged because the house is a wreck. It must have always been a wreck. I guess. Um, but then he says, take me to my grave. And you go to the grave, which we've covered before. Yeah. And now that you've found his grave, he can go to rest. And he says, thank you. A jar in my home. Look inside. Bye. Bye. And then he rests. And then you go back to the house by the bay. And if you pull up all the jars, you'll find one that has a secret seashell under it. Now, I'm sure you're asking, Ryan. Is that secret seashell there if you try and pick up the jar before he tells you to look under the jar? And it's not. Amazing. Amazing. Um, also, when you after he returns to his grave, the owl shows up. Yeah, and the owl speech, we've gone into that on the relevant episode. Did we? I'd yeah. honestly forgotten. Great. Perfect. <laughs> uh, it's so weird. Or it's pretty weird the way that the, like, okay, I don't think we can really get into this, but most of the uh, the structure of the game is that the uh, dungeons are broken up by little sub-adventures in the overworld. And, like, the longest one has to do with going to Yarna Desert and finding the... Uh, walrus and getting Marin and having Marin sink to the walrus like all that and then getting the key to that dungeon and they they that's a very long to, process they give you quests yes to do outside um to break up the space between dungeons and let you explore the world 
in this case, your quest is a ghost starts bugging you, so you do what the ghost says until the ghost is happy and can go to rest. And it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Nope. It's really not motivated. It's strange. It's very weird and very at odds with the way the rest of the game goes about doing things. And it's not like the like later on in the game we'll find something else that contextualizes this. It has no no, no connection to anything earlier, no connection to anything later. Just a sad ghost. Yeah. Um I don't know, it's a weird bit of writing, really. It's just like somebody had that idea and wanted to do it and did it in a way that is markedly different than the rest of the way the rest of the game does this sort of stuff. Like, I don't know. There's I, would, I guess tonally it makes a huge contribution to the kind of weird, lonely mournfulness that is kind of off to the side throughout Link's Awakening. Um, because there's... I guess it, it starts out very sunny and happy, and it remains pretty sunny and happy throughout the whole game. But, uh, and we should keep in mind, I guess, that beating Angler's Tunnel puts you in the second half of the game. Yeah. Um, the second half, the, like, the true third act, I guess, would be characterized by the revelation before you do level six and the kind of tension that is introduced in the game at that point. And so I guess this is like kind of moving the game from sunshine, normal uh, medieval fantasy to a more contemplative, uh, ambiguous story, but not in a way that links up with anything in a satisfying way. And I guess the fact that it's unsatisfying is part of what makes it so ambiguous. That checks out. I'm trying to folly as best I can. Um, yeah, it's just it, it's it, it's something that feels out of place in a way that I guess ha- being haunted by a ghost would be out of place. I don't know. It's uh... Uh, we've done a lot of considering the function of this episode structurally. Let's return to the nerdy in-universe analysis and ask, who is the ghost? Oh, uh, it's some guy. Do we... Well, I was going to (laughs) say, maybe it's the skull in Angler's Tunnel. In the boss fight, there's a skull at the bottom of the water. Why would it be... Oh, oh. Yeah, could be. Well, that doesn't really work because... We're led to believe that his body is at his grave. I mean... Yeah, okay. No, yeah, okay. If he needs to go there to go to rest, then I would assume his body is there. Well, maybe his body's buried there, but his head... Oh! ...is at the bottom of the angler pool in the angler's tunnel. Because that's got to be someone's skull, right? I, you hope. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure that's how skeletal structures work in the Zelda universe. <laughs> uh, I mean, th- this person is probably a person that... Uh, we get to that weird thing where, you know, it is a island that has people that live on it who have had lives and have had relationships. Um, and you have to wonder how long has that been going on or was everything just created with a backstory in mind that goes back only so far? Hmm. Like you're generating like a dwarf fortress world and they generate like the past X number of thousands of years of like, like history. And so, you know, did there exist on this Island a hundred years ago, somebody that was living by the bay and then they passed and then they were buried in the cemetery, you know, or just outside the cemetery. In his own special little grave. So strange. It's um, all very strange. So, like, yeah, but you wonder, like, did that actually happen? Or is that just the inherited history that mm-hmm. came into existence when the island came into existence? Uh, you know, how long has the simulation been running? We don't know. And if it hasn't been running a short, uh, a long time, then there may not be any past to this guy. Right. It might be just it only goes a back, ghost yeah. that has feelings. It only goes back that far. And, yeah. you know, and then it's that whole thing where elements of the dream itself start doing things that maybe aren't originally intended or, like, outside of the original scope. You know, maybe mm. that spirit wasn't supposed to rise and find you. Maybe that's its weird element of the Windfish's personality asserting itself and saying, "No, nah, I'm gonna go back to my house because I want to see my house." That's my that's my role in this in this situation is that I lived in that house and I need to go see that house one more time. And it's acting out of its place because it's supposed to just be a spirit that's dead. And there's there's you know there's elements of that that happen further in the game where people you start having conversations with NPCs that start questioning or you start. It's implied that Link is questioning them about the reality of the place, the reality the of, the place of the place, and the history. And they're like, "What do you mean?" Like, it, yeah. and different NPCs engage with that at different levels. And maybe this ghost is one of those NPCs that is engaging with it at a level much greater than a lot of the NPCs, hmm. even though it's just a dead ghost. Could be, or maybe because it's a dead ghost, it's not bound by a lot of the rules that a lot of the other NPCs are bound. Yes. Well, I think we ran out of stuff to say about G16. You can also see the ocean on this tile. Oh. It's nice. Nice. Um, yeah. What else is nice, Ryan? Uh, what's nice is my favorite tile, F14. All right. Great. Perfect. 